Happy New Year and welcome back to a new episode of Change the Subject. I'm BJ, your host. You can follow me on social media at DergoBJ on Twitter. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. And you can follow the show on Instagram at The Subject Change. Welcome back. If by chance you are a returning listener, I am so appreciative of you returning to hear me in this show. But if in fact you are new and this is your first time ever hearing BJ and Change the Subject, welcome. Um, hopefully you'll hear something healthy and inspiring during this very brief um, New Year episode and it'll inspire you to return for all of the great content that I do have prepared for the year 2020. What's good, everybody? Hopefully you're having a pretty good 2020 so far. We are only a few days into January, I believe less than 10 by the time this is going to come out. So we haven't really gotten into the new year completely but for those few days that we are in the new year hopefully they're progressing in the right directions um this is the very beginning for so many people um who have just decided to take those strides to their successes and possibly for others um giving those strides another go so wherever you are at this particular point congratulations because You endured through a trial period of 2019 where we had to really see how we wanted to live, how we wanted to increase and employ ourselves and and to grow as people in 2019. Well, at least that's what it was for me, because, of course, 2020 is about vision. So um, we're going to just take a few minutes to kind of recap some things from 2019, because I learned something very humbling about myself that we're going to talk about first and then i'm just going to give you two things that i think we all need to be aware of to go into 2020 now i took the last six weeks of 2019 off from releasing and recording content i had a bunch of conversations with people and was able to really cultivate a plan of how i wanted to I guess, steer the conversations of the podcast for the new year. But I took the last couple of weeks off to kind of figure out what I was going to be saying in this episode, because I never really know how to do this particular one, where it's just like a small recap and a small, hey, what's going on episode to kind of like introduce people that the new content is coming. This is always the the hardest one to do. So um, I was trying to figure this conversation out and then also how I wanted to interpret the things that I learned because I want to like take something common, like how we have certain sayings in our households, you know, new year, new me, and how we can take that and understand that we're not saying anything when we say that. I realized that in that phrase, new year, new me, you're making references to the outside world when you're saying that. New Year, New Me is saying that the outside world is not going to have the effects that it had on you this year that it had last year. It's not taking as much accountability as you probably should take, because if you realize that you change every year, that may be the reason why you can't keep friends. You change every year. Or if you don't take a certain level of accountability for the things that you've been doing every year, you don't realize why these losses keep happening. These shifts keep happening. So you are focusing more on the outside world versus the internal aspects of self. And this is why every year you feel the need to change. 
So um, I take those things and I try to like awaken people to the idea that you ain't really saying shit when you say that. Well, let me go back. I just said to myself, I was going to try to stop cursing. You're not really saying anything when you're saying that. Look, we already in the 2020 and I'm already breaking the goals and, you know, things that I said I was going to try to accomplish. One of my um, goals is to stop cursing as much, because, I mean, if you know me, I've said this on quite a few platforms, whether it be social media or the show. I feel that cursing is the perfect explanation to a lot of my feelings. Those four and five letter words describe my feelings perfectly. But what I want to do this year is I want to mature in a lot of my feelings. So I'm going to try to not curse as much. So, you know, that's just me. I'm just trying to, you know, grow and level up in that way. But um, ultimately, the point still stands. You're not really saying anything when you're saying new year, new me, because I mean, every year should be something consistent about it. Despite the fact that the years change, it should be some consistency to you and your goals. And, you know, hopefully that the accomplishments will be a reflection of that consistency. So um, that's just the first thing that I kind of want to bring to attention. And hopefully you'll see in that statement alone that these are things that you can expect from change the subject. But like I said, I was able to find out one thing about myself that was very humbling. And that thing is I was very desperate. Now, when we say desperate, you know, we tend to believe that desperate is very negative because ultimately when we use that word is to explain how we degraded or devalued ourselves in terms of another person, place, thing or circumstance. But that is not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is my desperation was to be able to do things my way and to go along with or according to my own agenda, totally disregarding God's will, totally disregarding the ways and the sign of the times and just wanting what BJ wanted. And um, in that desperation, it caused me to make certain decisions that. I'm not ashamed of, but not proud of either. Now, desperation allowed me to be a team player to certain teams and circles that didn't have the best practice and performance. No shade to nobody. Like, that's not a statement I'm making to place blame on those people and things. It's just me understanding that even though I am a leader, I didn't live up to my title and God given purpose and position in those moments of being a part of those teams and circles. So it was me owning my part of it, not me pointing out the issue of another thing or another person. I'm just saying, you know, the teams weren't ever on the level of practice and performance that I was striving for, but I joined anyway, or the, the friendship circles were never on the level of practice and performance, but I joined anyway. And that's what I'm trying to communicate. Like, and all of us do it. It's not saying anything bad. It's just owning what we do and understanding that we can't do these things in order to produce a productive 2020. So I did that. And that's the desperation of not fitting in. You know, I, I had a lot of those isolated feelings coming into 2019 
not understanding why I was being isolated. I have a certain level of respect that I demand and command. Like I can't um, be around certain things and people without feeling compromised. So I'm kind of isolated for that reason. A lot of people respect me for having certain standards and having certain things that I stand for. And this is why they don't allow me into their spaces when they do certain things. I went into 2019 with those feelings and was able to use those things to drive me into desperate decisions. So I really had to like figure out the conducive way of accepting myself and my worth and then going into 2020 with a much greater vision. So that was humbling to see, you know, how desperate I really was. You know, I even was so desperate that I just wanted to force people to accept my work. You know, hard work wasn't enough, you know, even though it was apparent, you know, my existence wasn't enough. Like to know that I went several places in 2019 and I entered into so many rooms totally unfamiliar with the people inside those rooms, but all those people knew me. That was my indication of hard work. Like I really hadn't done a whole lot of traveling, you know, last year. I didn't do nearly as much traveling as I did the year before, um, 2019. I did way more traveling in 2018, but um, even with the, you know, the small, traveling I did in 2019 I stepped into totally unfamiliar rooms completely known and respected but that still wasn't enough and part of that was the desperation to have my ego considered in those moments so it was just so much that I actually learned about myself and now to Understand this about yourself to understand that you really were desperate, you really were needy and you really were like trying to force yourself on certain things and people. 2020, I am back at the same spot of, like I said, in the earlier portion of the show, you know, giving those goals another go and, you know, trying to see these things through um, with a completely different perspective. Like I'm right back to square one. And that's not a bad thing. And I'm actually happy because now um, the practice of my my patience and purpose is perfecting the way that I approach 2020. So um, I'm nonetheless blessed. Like last year, I didn't have as much financial hardship as I had in 2018 going into 2019. Um, I had paid my car note off. So it's not that. You know, same rhetoric that you get from me complaining about my job or complaining about finances. I had paid off my car. I paid off several bills and I was comfortable financially. It was still some struggles here and there, but it wasn't as many as the year prior. So I can't blame it on financial, you know, responsibility or hardship. And I was really focused in 2019. So I can't say my relationships with family, friends or otherwise affected a lot of the things that um I was going through coming into 2020 like none of those things were issues it was really me just knowing my worth so that's what I want to insist upon for you the listeners like going into the new year knowing what you're worth and being willing to go after the things that you want alone because it's a development of self and your worth is pretty much how you will represent yourself to the public And also how you could potentially charge for 
your gifts. And if you don't know what you're worth, you'll settle for whatever's being given. I don't want to do it. And I definitely don't want you to do it either. So um, that was the the humbling aspect of my learning curve in 2019. And there are two things that I just want to briefly bring to the attention of you guys so that we can all be on the same page when we go into the new year and go after our goals, because these were the most important things that I took away from my situation. The very first thing that I want to say to you going into 2020 is to stop turning everything into a group project, right? One of those things we say every day, you know, and we believe on these things because we don't believe in ourselves enough. Like we say teamwork makes the dream work. What if I told you that the reason why you stand on teamwork makes the dream work is because you don't believe in yourself enough? It is it is a possibility that you just don't see yourself as being enough and you could possibly join a team with that same desperation that BJ had last year because you don't think that you can accomplish what what has been planted in you by God and by opportunity and all of the things that show you that you're deserving, you still don't think that you're enough. Stop turning your goals into group projects. That's the very first thing that I learned because there are moments in life where we become tired of being lonely. Like um, I'm a person who um, went into 2019 with the struggle of brotherhood. And I've always talked about being amongst too much feminine energy and really desiring um, brotherhood and taking those moments of feeling down about being the only guy in my immediate circle or dealing with the, you know, the issues of the women in my life, because there's not very many men. I was so desperate to be around other guys, you know, just to break up the monotony in the sense of what I had been going through with dealing with all of the women. But even that turned into some desperation because I allowed certain guys to come into spaces that I probably shouldn't have. And that's not their fault either. You know, it was some guys who didn't respect the fact that I'm not going to allow you to do other people wrong around me. Or there are some guys that, you know, had some bad habits and would discredit me for who I am as if you didn't know that I was this way, you know, and basically join into my space to to down talk me. You know, I would have certain people would say like, you know, you too preachy or, you know, you always trying to make a point out of everything. Like, and instead of them seeing it as me trying to enrich the circle, they'll make me feel as though I'm judgmental. Like I'm not judgmental at all. I just call out bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And that's not always to say that I'm going to point out every time you do something wrong, but I am going to say, no, I'm not going to ride with you when you're doing certain things, or I'm not going to go with you to certain places when I know what your intention is. So it was so many things in that desperation to where I would somewhat subside those integral things about myself and still allow certain people in my space. And that was wrong too, but I got to own it. I did it. You know what I'm saying? So naturally there's, you know, moments where you just get tired of being alone and it's like a pride and character builder that you don't realize is adding some tone and definition to your body of character or work. You know, like you don't see it as being 
something that is giving you your definition. You just look at it like you don't fit in. You're never accepted. And it creates a certain neediness to just be a part rather to be respected within those spaces. So that is something I dealt with, too. Um, I always felt like I needed to be needed, you know, but the problem that was showing in those moments of me figuring these things out is I couldn't stand to be needed by the women, but wanted to be needy of other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was difficult to deal with the responsibilities of the feminine energy, but here I am expecting somebody to deal with my need in the same regard. So I had to like figure out the balance to that. And um, with self-reflection, with life coaching, shout out to my life coach. I'm not going to share the details of those conversations, but I'm like extremely grateful for my life coach. I was able to find a small balance to like those issues. And again, um, stop turning your goals into group projects was a way of me realizing why I become a part of things that I'm not necessarily needing for my growth or for my elevation. I also saw that um, some people didn't even really have the same regard for the things that I was even attempting to share with them. Goals took longer because you added people to the plan that didn't add anything to the purpose. So you got two, possibly four, maybe even 10 sets of hands handling something that they care absolutely nothing about. It's like the the difference in the value begins to show because what they're holding is not treated with a certain level of care. And you put your goals in the hands of people who had no clue of what they were holding. So now you kind of looking at people crazy when it's your fault. You put people in positions that didn't deserve the position and didn't care enough about the job that, or the responsibility that you were giving them. And then people didn't even hand it back to you after you gave it to them. They didn't respect your goals enough to give it back to you and say, look, I can't handle this. This is a little bit too much. They just dropped it and kept it moving. So, you know, you holding all of this resentment inside for people and it's not their fault. You got to look at yourself. Did you really know that they were going to help you in the way in which you needed it. Did they care as much as you? Those are things that you have to look at and make those assessments for yourself. So I, I tend to take the isolation personally simply because I gave things to people who didn't respect it in the way that I would. And that's not their fault. I had to deal with how I handled those things. So that was one of the biggest lessons for me. Um, in 2019 that I'm carrying into 2020, the lesson of not turning everything into a group project came to me in that isolation moment. The needing of fitting in became less than it did the previous year because I was purposed in those moments of isolation, which showed me I don't stand in confidence of self as much as I need to. The very reason that many people respect me is because of how consistent I am about what I stand for. And standing on morals and values can be a lonely hill to stand on, but it's not as bad as we make it seem because it comes with a lot more respect. It doesn't garner negative attention and the struggle to be accepted 
is a lot easier because people know you before they address you. Like they know how to come at you when you stand for things and they know how to adjust their own habits and traits when they approach you in certain ways. So don't look at it as negative and don't look at it as negatively as you may have, because being lonely is actually a representation of clearance, um, the space to move without distraction and to really focus on goals in the proper context. Like, have you ever noticed how well a woman does after a breakup? Like literally she'll break up or she'll get dumped. And by the time two, maybe three months go by, she got a new car, new house, new weave, new wardrobe, new job. Everything is new. And she's on top of everything now that her space has been cleared. That's the same attitude I want to have for the clearances that have been made in my personal space. So, you know, my lesson was not to get lost in the crowd of popular opinions and social norms and practice believing my purpose. Don't associate people with everything you're trying to do. You will easily lose yourself when too many people are obstructing your vision. Support does not require partnership or association. Be very intentional about what it is you are set out to do and hold the people you share and cultivate with to the same standard. That was the lesson. But then I was able to pick up something else. And um, the second thing, which kind of ties into some of the examples I brought into the conversation, words mean things. So make sure what people say and make sure what you say um, means something to you. You know, the idea of another phrase we use all the time, treat others the way that you would like to be treated has become a duality and a detriment to what we aspire to accomplish in our relationships and our goals. And when you say that, you have to remember that there is a certain mental health that plays a very significant part of the person who uses this phrase because people will say things with good intention and never treat people the way that they actually would like to be treated. Some people know how they want to be treated, but still carry the old habits or the old dysfunctional habits that they're used to while still in wishful thinking that this is how they would like to be to be treated. They will still carry that wishful thinking of one day this will happen, but maybe not today. So think about that because people say it with good intention, they can still mean or do something totally different. And in most cases, we use this as a form of reciprocity, the belief that, you know, you give what you expect to receive in return. And that's not always positive. Those are the same people who are used to being hurt or compromised and will definitely make those positions an actual way of living. So if the person who is usually insisting on treating others the way that they want to be treated, but have yet to experience the treatment that they wish to receive, there's a small chance that they can't give you what they haven't experienced. You know, some people can, you know, can be good to others and come from a totally bad experience or a totally bad way of living. Like, I'm not saying that that's not possible, but it's not often that a person can give you something that they've never experienced. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. What they give you is a mirror of what they've been through in certain cases. And some of that is a bunch of things that have nothing to do with you and more so will be something that you don't even deserve. 
So just make sure that your words are true to life. I learned that as well. You know, definitely learned that for so many reasons, too many reasons to um, give you in this small episode. But again, this is what we're going to be talking about throughout the year. Making sure that your words are true to life makes it easier for your words to actually mean things to people. Do your words represent you as an individual? Can I take your words to the bank? Is this exactly who you are? You know, when I hear certain things that you say, like those things are important. Make sure we hold people accountable for what they say and that it matches what they do. Because I love so many beautiful people who do not possess the power to keep their words. And that's just the that's just the truth and the reality of my relationships. And I made a mistake of giving people responsibilities to certain things involving me. And I knew that they weren't guaranteed to keep their word to begin with. And I'm also being very cautious of those God knows my heart people. No disrespect to God or your heart, but those people who do wrongs and never account for it. Counting it as a mistake before they even apologize for it. I'm not dealing with that in 2020. So make sure that your words mean things. So, you know, there's a few new things. Change the subject is going to do this year. We're going to work on strengthening our beliefs and self, you know, because I deal with self-doubting. I deal with not knowing my worth at times because we call it being humbled, but sometimes it's also being insecure. So we're going to work on that. You know, my associations are completely cut. I love everybody, but won't be working with everybody this year. Truth be told, I pulled up on people that didn't, re you know, extend the honor of the same gesture or, you know, like it's so much that we're not doing this year. We're going to focus on what we're focusing on and getting those things done. So um, sometimes we lose sight and certain individuals along the way to our goals, but it's not always a loss. It's actually just clearance, like the space being open and the ability to move without the detour and the distraction. So, again, I love everybody, but it's just not going to be about everybody this year. And um, I'm going into 2020 with a country club mentality, if that could be a, you know, ideal to, you know, give you so that you can understand where I'm going with a lot of the things that I'm doing this year. Another thing that we're going to really be focused on this year is our men, because um, I placed a lot of emphasis on the women last year. The women went through quite a bit um, last year and some of it positive, some of it negative. But um, ultimately, we focused on the women because it was more apparent that the women were going through more at that particular point. You know, we we saw how the laws were passed for you know, the abortions and all of those different things, you know, that were coming against our women. There's so many different things that we can think of. But for the most part, the women got the attention. But this year, I want to kind of focus on the men, because even with Teach Me How to Love You Better, which is like a podcast within my podcast, like a lot of the men were saying, you know, you giving the women the opportunity to speak, but you're not giving the men the same respect. So, we're going to do that this year and hopefully we get the guys to come out and actually say something. Because when it came down to reaching out to say, hey, you know, you ready to talk, you know, they went right back to being cowards. So we not getting anywhere with the ideas of, you know, letting people just 
speak for the, you know, the idea of just saying something like if you really want to represent yourself, your gender and your culture, let's just open the conversations up and see what comes out of it. So a lot of those guys that was talking shit, well, talking crap, they went right back into the hole and kind of, you know, hid. So I'm working on content for the men. I feel like if we talk to the guys more, the development of the brothers will start to come to, you know, to life or come into shape. And um, it's just a lot of things that we need to address. I don't have a full circle of men yet, you know, and that has always been, you know, one of my goals is to have that inner circle um, of guys that I can, you know, really learn from, um, lean on as brothers and, you know, have that, you know, that brotherly relationship with. And so um, hearing guys out, understanding guys and, you know, of course, having conversations and, you know, opportunities to grow and fellowship will probably bring those things to me a lot quicker than the way that I've been going about it, which has been like forcing it in a sense. But then I had to understand, too, that a lot of men feel like I'm preaching all the time. So I have to, like, find new ways to communicate certain things because I probably am a little harsh with some of the things that I feel and say because I really do feel like men do a lot of coward shit. Like, I do. I feel it. But again, you know, I can't totally disregard that everybody didn't come up the same way that I did where I was raised by mostly women. So it was easy for me to adapt to the lessons a lot easier than most men because I've been surrounded by so many women my entire life. And I'm able to see these things in high definition versus the way that a lot of men see things. So I'm learning how to communicate those things without making a man feel less than. So um, I totally respect, you know, how they feel about me, but still in all, I'm going to speak to those ugly truths as well so that we realize our potentials and our families, lifestyles and relationships. So we're going to deal with the men and we're going to talk more to the men this year. So that's the the most notable change that you're going to see. So even if the woman is possibly a guest on the show, it's going to be a conversation directed towards the men. So going to be disruptive again, you know, talk about some uncomfortable stuff, but it's going to be positive. But I just wanted to like kind of peek in, say, hey, what up? How y'all living? How y'all feeling? How is the new year treating you? And to give you a brief synopsis of what we're looking forward to, from change the subject in 2020, um, I have a lot of very dope things coming will teach me how to love you better as well. We're going to let the men speak to the women at some point once we get them in here. So um, they're going to tell you some things that they feel that women could afford to learn in respect to how they're being treated and wanting to be treated as well. So it's a lot of great stuff to look forward to. But. That's my time. I'm not going to hold you any much longer. Um, just wanted to, again, you know, thank you guys for your support and listenership and look forward to changing the narrative another year. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. So, again, if you would like to follow me, if you haven't followed me already, you can follow me on Twitter at DergoBJ. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Subject Change. Send me an email if you would like to send me an email. The address is changed subject, C-H-A-N-G-E-D, subject at gmail.com. 
any way that you would like to communicate with me, I'm pretty much open to. So get in touch with me whenever you feel the need to. If you would like to find the show, the show can be found on a many of hostings. You can find the show on Spotify, Stitcher, Google and Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, CastBox, Podbean, iHeartRadio and Pandora. Um, definitely follow and subscribe on any of those platforms. And if you have the opportunity to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that's it for me, people. I'll see you guys in two weeks with a fresh and brand new episode of Change the Subject. Until then, peace and blessings. See you guys in a minute.